I believe you will discover the horizons of my imaginings far wider than you would expect. You address omnipotence. Tread carefully. <laughs> my name is Conrad alongside my co-host Drew. And welcome to the 49th episode of Stranger by the Dozen, the podcast where we recap the adventures of Dr. Stephen Strange, Master of the Mystic Arts, six issues at a time. How you doing this episode, Drew? Listen here, boy. No way, oh. sorry. I was still on Josh Brolin. I can't get out of it easy. Sorry. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, he's a bad space dad. He's come to show us all the meaning of our problems. <laughs> <laughs> or in this, or in the comic version, I guess, a bad space boyfriend or bad space, like, would-be boyfriend, almost. <laughs> Man, they're... Like, you know, like like the last episode, there's a lot of things to unpack here. <laughs> it's true. Yeah, totally. So um, if you'd like to, uh, so you can find the show on iTunes, the Google Play Store, Stitcher, SoundCloud, or any fine podcast app. Please feel free to contact us at, Spain, at strangerbythedozen at gmail.com, on Twitter at strangerbythe12, or on Facebook or Instagram by searching for Stranger by the Dozen. And let's get to this, Drew, the back half of the Infinity Gauntlet. Oh... Yeah, we're starting with Infinity Gauntlet number four from October 1981. Cosmic battle at the on the edge of the universe. And real nice cover of Thanos just standing in space. Come and get me. <laughs> Come and get me, boy. Oh, man. It's sort of half Thanos, half like Kratos. It's a real crossover there, I thought. That's kind of what I was going for, really. All right, I appreciate it, yeah. So, All right. Jim Starlin, writer, Ron Lim and George Perez, pencils, Joseph Rubenstein with Bruce and Soltoff inks, Sheila Laughlin, colors, Jack Morelli, letters, Craig Anderson, editor, Tom DeFalco, chief. All right. <laughs> It's fight time. I think we ended the Infinity Gauntlet last time with um, the heroes of Earth being teleported to the uh, Death Temple that Thanos made. to Like uh, lambs to the slaughter. Yeah, to just get beaten up by Thanos, basically. Yeah. And in fact, we see that happening. Um, a variety of levels of, uh, of a superhero fame and ability as uh, we initially see like Thor, Namor, Iron Man, and uh, Fire Lord, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's Fire Lord. You know, Look he's at him one with of, his fire stick and his fire eyes and his fire yeah. hair. I mean, you know, he's one of Galactus's uh, heralds, but you know, definitely like this is like when you see one of those like old timey um, Hollywood pictures, and there's four icons and one guy that just nobody knows who he is. <laughs> like, oh yeah, there's there's Thor and Iron Man and uh, 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 Aquaman and yeah. uh, Fire Baton dude. Super fair, yeah. So, um, <laughs> so. Unfortunately for everybody involved, as they strike, Thanos once again snaps his fingers, but this time freezes everybody in place. You know, advances in bullet time haven't yet entered the cinema to really kind of go real crazy with this stuff. But no, that uh, doesn't come until 1999. <laughs> indeed. But we do still get to see, like, uh, Thanos and Mistress Death and uh, uh, Nebula, uh, Zombie Nebula, Eros the Star Fox, and uh, Terexia, the uh, female Thanos clone that Thanos made to, made mis- to, made to make Mistress Death <laughs> um, jealous. Which Last is time. totally not weird. Totally not weird. <laughs> yeah. But they all kind of walk among the these frozen heroes, sort of chuckling to themselves. Watcher's there, too. He's also not frozen in place. We can check things out. Um, as, like, they sort of prepare to take to kill all these guys, and as, like, you know, Thanos and Mephisto also notice Warlock and um, the Silver Surfer out in the distance, um, just watching them. Um, Mephisto, you know, Thanos prepares to just sort of wipe him out of existence instantly, but Mephisto has a word in his ear, which is basically more, uh, Thanos being a, or, uh, sorry, Mephisto being a wingman and just sort of basically saying like, oh, you should, uh, dial your powers back so that like there's a chance they can, there's an infinitesimal chance they could win because, uh, Lady Death will find that to be sexy, apparently, um, essentially. And this is where Mephisto is a bad wingman. I mean, he's a. Oh, I mean, it's an okay wingman. I mean, it's not. A, I mean, it's not for getting Lady Death to like him, but at least it means that these heroes don't die instantly. You know what I mean? <laughs> like they they they, prepare, they go back to their place at the start of the fight with Mephisto saying, uh, "Like I do believe I saw a gleam in Mistress Death's eyes." <laughs> um, 
I, I think you're seeing things, buddy. Indeed, Thanos uh, snaps his fingers again, and the fight begins. Thanos actually gets clocked when um, the two green, um, uh, green gladiators, the Hulk and Drax the Destroyer, give him a double punch right in the face. Excellent. That's always good, but like the double cross punch. I'm really looking forward to this in uh, the next Infinity War movies. I feel like that's going to be a fun one. Oh man! <laughs> oh man! But um, yeah, with uh, with the uh, CGI Hulk and uh, Batista uh, Drax, um, you know, Hulk's going pretty crazy with the punching until um, Thanos uses the jet, uh, uses the gauntlet to uh, shrink the Hulk down to about uh, doll size, and he's got to hop around. Um, <laughs> the fight fights continues. You know, Thanos is more sort of like, "Oh, you keep coming," despite the fact that I'm killing your asses constantly. Um, and um, the Silver Surfer and Warlock sort of wait on the edge of the fight, waiting to get involved. But you know, Warlock's like, "Wait for it." Um, you know, at this point, it sort of starts being a fight. Really, uh, he. Besides having uh, shrunk the Hulk, he encases um, She-Hulk and Namor in these weird, in this weird growing brown stuff, which is weird, which is gross. Um, Thor hits Thanos with a help with a hammer, and um, Doom sort of goes down to try to get the glove, but instead gets blasted away and just sort of gets turned into like a big hunk of molten metal, essentially. Um, meanwhile, Thor tries for another hit, but it doesn't work. You know, the, the same thing doesn't work twice, buddy. So instead, Thanos drops a teleportation spell, which warps uh, Thor's hammer to way far away. Which is and, a problem for this Thor, because yeah. he's not actually Thor. Indeed, yeah, this is the Eric Masterson Thor, so he's got to get back to that thing in 30 minutes, or, he, or in, in 60 seconds, where he just turns into a bro, which is no good. <laughs> <laughs> You know, other stuff happens. Uh, Wolverine tries to make his play and does manage to get his, like, both, like, all of his claws, like, into Thanos' chest. But that's not enough. Instead, Thanos, like, hits him with a mind beam that turns his bones to jelly, which is pretty cool <laughs> in terms of, um, like, ways to take out Wolverine. I mean, yeah, you know, turn that invincible adamantium into, uh, rubber. That's right. Cool. Um, yeah. Again, at the edge of the battle, um, the Silver Surfer and Warlock are, uh, at, like, uh, uh, met by Eternity, who asks if it's time for them to take, a, take, a, take part in the fight. And he's like, no, hold on. Um, Silver, uh, you know, um, sorry, uh, Cyclops and Scarlet Witch, like, sort of try to double team Thanos, but he reverses her. Pe- the, the two of them get in a beam duel, and, uh, he manages to take her out. Um, and then he uh, turns off Cyclops' beams instantly. You know, Iron Man swings by, blasts him again, but Taraxia takes him out, and uh, Thanos then puts a big uh, glass dome on Cyclops' head so he can't I-beam nobody no more. <laughs> well, it's it's a good thing that Cyclops came out and did uh, <laughs> an, an adequate job. You know, hey, which is what Cyclops can do. I appreciate Cyclops' moxie, you know? Especially eh. as as uh, Thanos then rips the, rips the robot guts out of the middle of a vision, which is pretty rough. Oh, and man. we see Thor turn back into Eric Masterson, and not even his fantastic mullet can save him from the depths of space. <laughs> We're running low on heroes now, though, Drew. Uh, Cloak shows up and tries to uh, absorb Thanos, but it only works for about a second, and then he basically just blows back up. You know, oh, he, he explodes Cloak. That's uh, Supremacy cannot be imprisoned. <laughs> the, you know, the rest of the boys are coming back to try to fight. Um, man, Thanos is now just sort of in, like, a lap. Like, he's like when my, like, little cousins try to fight me, you know? And they're, like, <laughs> you know, all, like, six. And so, like, you know, they can sort of, like, pile on me. And suddenly I, I just become, like, Godzilla, like, moving around. Like, oh, I cannot be contained, you know? <laughs> Um, it's pretty good. We cut back sort of at the, uh, Royal Dais where, uh, Mistress Death is, seems very not, um, you know, sort of sees Thanos as just sort of a crazy madman at this point. Um, Eros, like, looks at Nebula all messed up and zombified and feels bad for her. Meanwhile, the, uh, Hammer of Thor lands in place, uh, for, uh, Thor to pick, for Eric Maston to pick it up and then Thor back up again. Good times. Great. Um, 
Yeah, meanwhile, uh, Thanos is just sort of cleaning house. We got a lot of dead uh, heroes here. He sends uh, sends Fire Lord and Drax the Destroyer back to prehistoric Earth. Oh, um, no, dinosaurs. Yeah, Iron Man's been murdered off screen by Taraxia. Um, sort of oh, brings, she just sort of brings back his bloody helmet, which really lets you know what a pre-2007 Iron Man's worth. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, not much. Uh, yeah. By the way, kids, that Iron Man movie did a lot for Iron Man. It's true. Um, meanwhile, Spider-Man manages to swip in, gets the old uh, webbing to the eyes of Thanos, which is pretty bold. <laughs> but at this point, Thanos... This is sort of in like uh, I'm pissed at you guys now. <laughs> he, um, he turns Thor. He turns Thor to glass and smashes him. Um, or no, before he can smash him, uh, uh, Nova swings by. Just all the heroes coming out now. He turns Na- uh, Nova into Lego bricks, which is pretty crazy. And no, that's then, cool. Yeah, that's and then solid. Yeah, don't you know? Be careful walking around. Keep your boots on. Um, <laughs> and then he smashes um, Thor into a th- into a thousand glass pieces. Um, one big like one page showdown as a uh, Quasar shows up. You know, Quasar's sort of the uh, inheritor of Captain Marvel's role. You know, with the quantum bands and stuff. So. Right. He sort of ends up having sort of a relationship with Thanos of them be, of being like, you know, the hero that has, that they fought a lot, but he just sort of blows up his hands and then I beams him, I beams him into a, um, into a crater. So whatever. And we just kind of have, we just sort of end with Thanos, um, standing on the temple, the ruins of dead heroes all over. I like the, uh, puddle of Wolverine. That's pretty cool. Um, puddle spy- Wolverine and also, uh, Iron Man definitely separated from his head. yeah clearly headless iron man pretty solid that's that's rough um in the end it's just captain america and like you know i think even as uh as superhero fans we're all we all like when uh, it's just you know captain america can be tough you know um he goes up and sort of confronts him and like you know as long as one man stands against you thanos you'll never be able to claim victory thanos is like noble sentiments for one who is about to die um at which point uh silver surfer breaks ranks before um Adam Warlock's plan can be fully in place. And uh, as Thanos reaches back... Oh, sorry. First, Thanos uh, destroys Captain America's shield just sort of for grins. And then as he's about to uh, punch Captain America's head off, the Silver Surfer swoops in, like Adam Warlock says now, and Silver Surfer swoops in. At the speed of light, he goes, his hand outraised to try to pull the gauntlet off of uh, Thanos. But... Thanos, maybe being twigged to this by uh, Doctor Doom, pulls his hand back, and buddy, it nice. doesn't work. <laughs> uh, Than- uh, Captain America gets one last uh, left hook across Thanos's jaw, and Thanos then he gets the backhand. <laughs> yes, Thanos just just casually backhands him to death. It's pretty solid. <laughs> <laughs> he uh, he returns to full power, and it's just like. You know, I took all these guys out pretty easily, but I feel a bigger, stronger coming, a bigger uh, threat coming. And Adam War and you know Warlocks, Adam Warlocks back on his on his asteroid. Like, ah, oh, we failed. This is my attempt to uh, stave off this big confrontation. You know, this fight may well prove to be a battle the universe cannot survive. Eternity. It is now your turn. And as Thanos stands upon his temple to death, we get an awesome uh, two-page splash of all the cosmic jerks come to fight Thanos. Excellent. (laughs) Excellent. You know, there's like the Wanderer, Galactus is there, all those guys. They're all here. They're ready to go. All the big time jerks. And also the Watcher's there. Well, the Watcher's been there. You know, he kind of showed up last issue. But yeah, the Watcher's there, but he's not here to fight because he's got to do his Watcher thing until he decides not to, which is only occasionally. So, okay. Which is... All yeah. the time. Come on. It's, it happens all the time. It's true. But let's uh, go back a little bit, Drew, and let's talk about uh, Doctor Strange, Sorcerer Supreme, number 34, from October ni- uh, ni- 1991. Uh, this one, it's called Dark Doom. There's a good Doctor Strange and, uh, you know, 
palette swap Doctor Doom on the cover. Pretty solid. Um, Pretty good. Story is, is there a doctor not in the house? Roy and Dan Thomas writers, Pat Brousseau letterer, George Russo's colors, Mike Rockwitz editor, and Tom DeFalco editor-in-chief, and welcome the necromatic new artistic team of Dan Lawless Penciler and Jim Sanders the third inker with Chris Ivey. Okay. So we open, it's it's uh, August, but it's snowing in the New York City as we as a, a cop thinks that he sees a member of the Knicks walking down the street, but nobody, it's Arintra who's gone outside to get a six pack for Pip the, for Pip the Dwarf. Hey, Conrad, Conrad, <laughs> or Conrad. Or Troll, yeah. I'm not your buddy, guy. I'm not your guy, pal. Anyhow. I'm not your pal, friend. <laughs> yeah, Rintra says it. I'm not your buddy. And he comes back to find uh, Dr. Doctor Strange, Dr. Druid, and Clea all standing together, uh, chanting some weirdness as they sort of do uh, support for the assault on the uh, Temple of Death. This is sort of in the aftermath of they, you know, they, they moved back to the sanctum from Avengers Mansion after the Cleopatra Mishigas we had last episode. Mm-hmm. Um, at this point, and, uh, and, and we got a pretty fun footnote in here that basically says, uh, yeah, this, uh, this issue and the next one take place between pages five and 34 of Infinity Gauntlet number four, just so you know. <laughs> Which is ridiculous. <laughs> um, so that's why why we're doing both of these. Although technically it took place in the uh, in the previous time. So we'll find out actually in Infinity Gauntlet five that uh, Warlock has asked Doctor Strange to assemble another team of of uh, surviving superheroes. So he's doing that now. Um, First, they bring back a Scarlet Witch, who has some mystical abilities, despite the fact that mostly, you know, she uses her mutant powers and stuff like that. Doctor Strange pick, has picked up a bunch of other folks. He's got the majority of the shards of Thor, um, and he's got Doctor Doom, who's sort of been melted into a solid statue. <laughs> oh, dang. He sort of sends Clea to get the rest of the Thor pieces, um, and... Tells Druid that that the two of them are going to go to Tibet to deal with uh, Doctor Doom. Rintra says what he asks what he can do. Doctor Strange says you can stay here and uh, keep watch. And this is the start of the big subplot of these Doctor Strange issues, which is that Doctor Strange is not using his apprentice Rintra in a cool way. He's being a re- kind of a jerk to him. <laughs> although, although to be fair, all right. Well, no, sorry. To I, I maybe more to assuage Rintra's um like feelings of not being used like he does this to Clea all the time like this is just yeah that's true like, like, doc, like way more than he does it to Rintra yeah I mean Rintra is just like like this is just Doctor Strange just sort of like doesn't like his apprentices to do things he just likes them to sort of hang out you know what I mean yeah which doesn't seem like good wizarding but whatever you know um <laughs> strange Dru- uh dr druid and dr doom who's just sort of frozen in place like a statue sort of fly through the earth and arrive in tibet or i guess sort of you know that sort of area of the himalayas where things are are uh are snowy and there's a lot of lamastry um we sort of go over druid and Strange's sort of linked histories, how the two of them both sort of visited the Ancient One at different points in their life. Drew it first, then Doctor Strange. Although Drew did it first in a retcon, so like whatever. (laughs) But, you know, sort of how they both found their way to the Ancient One's uh, temple um, when when they were traveling to Tibet. And you know who else did that, Drew? Uh, Doctor Doom? Yeah, that's right. Or not, well, maybe not to the Ancient Ones, but close enough somewhere else on those mountains. Uh, yeah. Dr. Doom sort of traveled soon after he uh, quit college because his face was all scarred up, quote unquote, uh-huh. and um, made his way to the Himalayas and a bunch of monks where he sort of learned all their secrets and then became their master. And he's their master to this day, but then he kind of just left to seek his fortune and stuff. We're going to see a little bit of this next week, too, but it's a, you know... It's, no, it's it's part of the Doom legend, and these are the guys that forged the initial Doom armor and stuff like that. Ah. So, Strange has brought him back, the people who made his armor, to try to uh, reforge it with him in it so that they can, you know, uh, say, uh, bring Doom back, essentially. That seems problematic, but sure, why not? Let's. I mean, yeah. you know, Doom is super powerful, and so he is very... So, th- th- they need, or they want him for this fight with Thanos, you know? So, you kind of got to accept how it goes. 
Um, the monks open up this cool furnace that's inside like a big mouth, which is pretty cool. And then they just sort of start chanting and uh, jam them inside there to sort of roast them like, like, like a spit. Um, as this is happening, however, they, there are gunshots and it looks like the Chinese army has shown up because like, sorry, be, earlier when there was summer, when there was snow in August, like, you know, last episode, the, the force of Thanos' temper tantrum knocked the earth off its access and we're cr- right. quickly entering an ice age because of it. Yeah. Um, it looks like the, uh, communist Chinese forces have decided to blame these mystics, um, uh-huh. for the cold weather and are sort of a, about to attack the Lamastry, but instead Dr. Strange, uh, you know, settles their hash with, uh, magic and stuff, hits him with, uh, Ragador's rings, as you do. <laughs> um, meanwhile, though, stuff's happening inside the Lamastry. A lot of shouts, a lot of whatever. And it looks like they cooked a doom for too long, Drew, because now he's all giant and black. He's burnt! Oh no! Oh no! <laughs> Yeah, it's the dark shadow um, Dr. Doom, you know, so apparently he re- when he removed his mask, uh, he also revealed his persona, and now you have to have a fight battle. Now you have to big boss battle, you know? Anyhow. So what are they going to do to beat him? Like, you know, take a knife and scrape off all the black parts? Well, here's the thing, Drew. <laughs> so this is the dark shadow of Dr. Doom, all right? Uh-huh. Yeah. But would you just, but I would, I think most people would describe Dr. Doom as pretty evil, right? Like not a good guy? To a point, yes. Yeah. I mean, he's tried to conquer the world a bunch, you know, like reasonably evil. But so because of that, as, um, as we talk about, uh, shadows in Jung's sense of the word, as Dr. Druid mentions, because he's that kind of guy. In fact, the dark shadow of Dr. Doom is good. He's a hero. He's a rogue dude. And because of his goodness, it means that he's got to let Dr. Doom die because that's the most good thing that he can think of to do in this moment. <laughs> oh, Dr. Doom. Which you'll, means... You'll, fi- you'll figure out this whole altruism thing eventually, man. You'll mm, get there. Maybe. So now it's fight time because these guys, uh, Doctors Strange and Druid, got to fight this uh, shadow, shadow good Doom to free the regular evil Doom. Bad times. Um, Weird. All right. <laughs> so, you know, general fights. Uh, Dr. Druid uh, instantly draws a real crazy Celtic rune circle. Um, Dr. Strange tries a bunch of spells, but they don't really work. As uh, Doom continues to fight with his usual mix of, um, you know, magic and technology, things are looking bad until finally the ultimate thing that can stop Doom shows up. And that's, other- and that's real Doom. <laughs> Great. Okay. He's all healed up and good to go. The three of them team up and blast Doom's shadow out of there. Um, Doom salutes him for the help. And Strange is like, okay, like you hang out here in Tibet and we'll call on you when it's fight time. And Doom's okay with that. Excellent. Yeah. And so uh, this comic suggests that we go to... uh, Doc, to, to, uh, that, that we jump straight to Infinity Gauntlet 6 and Doctor Strange 35 in the search for Adam Warlock, but that's actually Doctor Strange 36. Instead, we are going to Doctor Strange 35. Oh, yeah. Okay. But it's got a, it's got a slightly different plot than the search for Warlock. Uh, this one is, uh, to Hella and back. Roy and Dan Thomas Ryder. Dan Lawless Penciler, Sam De La Rosa and Don Hudson Inker, Pat Prusso Letterer, George Russo's Colors, Mike Rockwitz Editor and Tom DeFalco Editor-in-Chief. Uh, got a big cover of uh, Doctor Strange, Clea, and uh, Scarlet Witch, as well as uh, New Thor, fighting some uh, ice dudes. Doesn't matter. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> instead, instead, we cut to Doctor Strange and Doctor Druid sort of picking up Hulk in a uh, weird dimension. Um Doctor Strange 35, November... Yeah, this one's November 91. It also takes place between pages 4 and 34 of Infinity Gauntlet 4. Although this one also takes place in between Hulk 84... Or Hulk 384 and Hulk 385. So it's like one of those Russian nesting dolls of uh, comics. Okay. (laughs) I'm a little confused, but yeah, sure. Let's keep going. Yeah, there's, there's, you know, Hulks take place... Those two hopes apparently take place in the middle of Infinity Gauntlet 4, 
and this story takes place in between those hulks. So, <laughs> all right, okay, yep. I, I guess in those hulks, Hulk had some adventures as the tiny guy, and Doctor Strange has now saved them, saved him from those tiny adventures, and has now sort of ditched him in your standard kind of Steve Ditko, um, like floating rock spacescape R.I.P. <laughs> and just sort of said like, hey, cool your jets here until we call you back for uh, the final showdown. You know, That's same. Yeah, listen, this is a jerk move to do to Hulk, who's been a friend to Doctor Strange and former Defenders teammate and stuff like that, but whatever. Yeah, Hulk seems pretty in charge, you know, pretty in control of himself. I mean, that's true. Know. Yeah, this is like full sentences, Green Hulk, you know, he's a good, he should be okay, but Doctor Strange yeah. can't stop being a jerk. No, I'm, just, you know, have him hang out in the endless void. That's fine, whatever. I blame the uh, evil effects of Doctor Druid and his ridiculous ponytail slash mullet. Um, oh, God, it's so. <laughs> oh. So back at the sanctum, it looks like uh, they've managed to recover, like honestly, not very many shards of Thor. Uh, like he was a whole body of Thor, and now he's just kind of like a, a half a table of Thor, sort of spread out. It kind of um, looks like you know, like a broken card window, maybe. Yeah, or like a yeah. like a very deadly puzzle. Yeah. <laughs> um, as they're sort of talking about getting the pieces back, Wanda sort of talks, or yeah, Wanda the Scarlet Witch talks about her concerns about Eric Masterson Thor, how he's different than previous one. He's got like a mask. He doesn't uh, talk with all the these and thighs all that much. And uh, Doctor Strange is like, hey, that's weird. Like, that sounds like something's different. And uh, Clea does sort of call out the fact that since Roy Thomas has started writing him... Strange has been talking a lot more casually, but whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Instead, Strange goes for some, uh, does some magic. It's good times. He uh, gets one of those, like, uh, I don't know, like like a Star Trek kind of things where Wanda says something random and it inspires him to remember something to uh, solve the case. <laughs> he uses the Eye of Agamotto to follow the trail of Thor and uh, heads to the uh, yawning Ningen Gap or whatever, some sort of uh, Norse myth thing. <laughs> and he and uh, Clay and the Scarlet Witch head out and once again tells Rintra to stay home and mind the place, and Rintra's getting pretty pissed about this. Um, <laughs> Stop being a jerk to Rintra, Doctor. Come on. It's Come true. On. Luckily, Rintra and Pitt managed to use the still-floating Eye of Agamotto to find some more lost heroes. In this case, uh, Fire Lord and Drax. You know, we, we see them get sent back in time, and they find them in the Jurassic period and resolve to save them. Um, meanwhile, Strange, Clea, and Scarlet Witch show up in um, some place, which is being guarded by Cerberus, the uh, three-headed dog of the Greek um, underworld. Whoa! Whoa! <laughs> Clea and Strange are just able to uh, chain him to the floor before he bites off uh, Scarlet Witch's face, which I appreciate because he actually says, like, we'll use these and it's just enough to keep leave Wanda's face intact. I always like when people specifically talk about face biting. Um, anyhow. <laughs> <laughs> Hella shows up. Whoa. Oh, no. <laughs> it looks like she, like, won. She, like, took Cerberus from Hades from, like, I don't know. There's no footnote for it, so I assume it's just, like, during some sort of godly card game or something. Um, but, man, he, he really lost out big. You know, he lost Cerberus. Just saying. It, indeed. Um, so there's a lot of sort of, um, what do I want to say, grandstanding between these two. Um, uh -huh. Hella is, of course, is sort of, you know has some feelings about, um, like, Valhalla re recently being destroyed and all that stuff. Um, and it does eventually grant um, Doctor Strange permission to go to uh, Niflheim or something to, like, reconstitute uh, Thor. You know, all that stuff. Yeah, all right. They head out as we cut to uh, Fire Lord and Drax punching T-Rexes in the past, which... I I didn't know I wanted it until now, and now I want it so much. Just oh, man, more, can we get more of this? More T-Rex punching. I'll watch this movie. Sure. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Pip and, and Rintra show up. They're like, hey, we're here to rescue you. Um, but before they can, the uh, time hole they took... It's literally called a time hole, which I also appreciate. <laughs> but it closes before they can go, and now they're all stuck in the past, too. That you seems know. like a problem. Yeah, you don't want to be stuck in the past. Um no. Especially with the dinosaur past. That's right. So, um, you know, Strange and Strange Clea, Scarlet Witch, find themselves 
in um, the ancient Viking lands. You know, lands of the ice and snow where the something, something, something go. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> um, they find themselves confronted by your standard um, Greek myth bad guys, the Frostlings of Niflheim and their bitter foes, the Fire Trolls of Musfelheim. Um, the two of them attack... And it kind of, you know, whatever, messes around with the baggie that's got the shards of Thor in them. Uh, Scarlet Witch yells a, uh, yells a spell, which in the end eventually summons Thor and he's back. Oh, yeah. He's Thor, or at least an amazing simulation. Which leads to, again, new Thor sort of kicking the crap out of all these guys. Sort of explaining Excellent. what the deal is. And, um, yeah, all pretty much works out. They head back to, uh, they, they go back in their time hole, stopping to pick up, um, the, uh, 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 Rintra and the boys who have somehow found marshmallows to roast in the past. Um, how? Where? Where did Pip, they come from? Pip, how did they get them? Pip says, I always try to keep a little something tucked tucked up my loincloth for an emergency which honestly raises more questions but questions that would possibly burn your brain to flinders trying to find answers for them oh i'm already thinking about it oh it's bad oh no what like like loincloth marshmallows oh no no. like one why but also two like what are those those marshmallows gotta not be good taste marshmallows buddy anyhow (laughs) They're back in the uh, time hole. Doctor Strange compliments Rintra, causing the Minotaur to cry. <laughs> I'm like, oh, I'm proud of you. Oh, he likes me. Which, oh, like, it's a touching moment. Yeah, have some self-respect, Doctor uh, Rintra. Come on. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Something kind of interesting um, in the uh, in, in the letters page for this one. Our comics don't always have letter pages, so I don't mention them that much. But um, in this one, there's actually a letter from someone asking why the heck Doctor Strange has hand, enough hand skill to do surgery, which we talked about in Doctor Strange 29. Um, and they and the editors basically um, promise that they have, in fact, uh, shown that Doctor Strange's hands have been fixed. But now he's saving even more lives as Sorcerer Supreme instead of as a doctor. Um I don't think this will stay the party line uh, forever. Like, I feel like this will change depending on who's writing Doctor Strange at the time. <laughs> no, it, it definitely, like, you know, reverts back to, like, oh, his hands are screwed up forever. Yeah. Anyhow, now that we've dealt with stuff going on in the middle of Infinity Gauntlet number four, Drew. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get back on track with Infinity Gauntlet 5 from November 1991. Astral Conflagration. Jim Starlin writer, Ron, Lin, Ron Lim pencils, Joseph Rubenstein inks, Sheelan Laughlin colors, Jack Morelli uh, letters, Craig Anderson editor, Tom DeFalco chief. Real fun cover for this one. Uh, it's just sort of uh, Galactus and all the other uh, cosmic jerks sort of standing around with their arms crossed as uh, Thanos sort of flips them off, basically. <laughs> the Watcher introduces us talking about how he's observing the galaxy as you do and we sort of come back to the end of uh infinity gauntlet 4 with all the uh, celestials starting to fight uh-huh um, th- um th- uh, as the fight begins mephisto sort of talks smack to um to star fox you know it's basically quick to uh, say like oh like listen once he gets the fight and like Thanos is gonna be gonna rule um unchallenged and i don't think you're going to enjoy that very much if you check out nebula over there she's looking pretty messed up buddy um <laughs> anyhow fight begins you know undescribable power every you know entire solar systems blasted as these cosmic beings um, destroy the temple of death that, th- that that Thanos has been hanging out as. You know, everybody can feel it around the galaxy, basically. We just see a, a horrified face of Doctor Strange, like, Hori Hosef of Ogoth, an engagement of that magnitude could... And then just massive explosions, uh, you know, solar systems destroyed instantly, thousands, you know, thousands of, 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 of planets dead, you know. It's rough. It, it's pretty cool. We see, like... Uh, a silver surfer holding on to some like some asteroids and just like wreckage of a of a sinking ship. Oh, it looks like a Lady Death has act or Mistress Death has a uh, protected Nebula and Star Fox in a bu- in a power bubble of her own. And ooh, she, it's uh, Star Fox says uh, her hatred for Thanos must reach unfathomable depths. 
unfathomable depths. So, you know, it's not looking good. Um, nope. <laughs> uh, I mean, so- okay, let's let's go down the list here. He has uh, killed half the universe, which is what she wanted, and then she he went on like some sort of power tirade, yeah, which he's... involved him like disfigure horribly disfiguring uh, ne- uh, Nebula, yeah, his granddaughter, as I recall, uh, and also making a a female clone of himself to make Death jealous, which is yeah. still real weird, and just being a real show off jerk, you know, yeah, um, we see. Uh, sir, the the surfer and warlock flying away to avoid the shock waves of this massive uh, power. Um, the Earth is knocked even further off its axis. Um, you know, snow is pouring down. We see uh, interdimensional scavengers, including a nihilist, sort of swarming down on Earth to steal what they can before it becomes a frozen thing. Um, Excellent. Thanos stands defiant on a chunk of a uh, of paving stone with Traxia next to him, like cowering in fear, just like taking guys out. There's some real cool fight stuff, man. Um, uh, the, the Celestials just grab a whole bunch of planets and just smash them into Thanos. <laughs> you know, I mean, they're, um, they're they're not playing softball here, man. I mean, they're playing hardball as hard as a planet, at least. You know, Kronos <laughs> sends them through time and space to no avail. Um, you know, he, they say that because he's got the time gem that's uh, trying to mess with him in time is like trying to drown an ocean, which I think is a good turn of phrase. Uh, order and chaos try to dichotomize him between those two things, but that doesn't work. Um, yeah, go like a whole bunch of other guys try to like just try to punch him in the face, basically, like Galactus, the stranger, and Aeon all do, and um, th- like just becoming like atomized force almost. And Thanos just sort of brushes him off, you know. He sees what um, there's a fun part where he starts fighting and re- uh, or where he stops fighting and realizes that like these guys are my heavenly brothers, my celestial allies. I should honor and cherish them. Like, what am I doing? And realizes that it's a mistress love and sire hate trying to, like, mess with his mind, which isn't that isn't a good plan. <laughs> no, that's, that's a bad, yeah, yeah. And through it all, after all of this, Thanos still has to watch his back as Mephisto jumps in to try to once again pull the gauntlet off. But it's not working. <laughs> he just gets blasted away. But because he, he's the worst wingman ever. It's true. This is bad wingmanning. Thanos yeah. goes to choke the life out of Mephisto, but get blasted away by who? Mistress Death. She's betrayed him too. Oh, big moment of recognition as uh, Thanos realizes that the that you know the the lady he was trying doing all this for in the first place. Um, doesn't want him. And because of this, he suddenly, you know, he sort of has a big no moment, but then stands back up galvanized with a, basically another finger snap. He doesn't actually do it, but you know, with the enforcement of his will, the temple of death has been rebuilt as a temple of Thanos, all the death's head replaced by Thanos heads and the cosmic beings sort of stand in prison as trophies above the temple. It's pretty cool. It's a heck of a thing, that's for sure. Yeah, he knows what he's doing, but he's realized that he's Thanos and Supreme. He's lost all of his illusions and, um, you know, doesn't need, like, that chick, Mistress Death, anymore. He's got his clone lady. He's got his gauntlet. It's power time. Um, Silver, you know, as a warlock and Silver Surfer travel through space, uh, Silver Surfer gets freaked out because he sees a planet that he's been to that's been destroyed and feels bad. You know, Thanos, you know, uh, Warlock knows that this is a bummer, but we can't stop until Thanos, or they can't uh, cease until Thanos is stopped because he's a nihilist. And unless his reigns topple, that fate awaits the rest of the universe as Thanos turns and sees his ultimate foe. Eternity! Who's here for the showdown? Oh, yeah. Yeah, in true Dormammu fashion, um, Thanos shares some uh, friendly discussion with e- with Eternity and then launches himself at him, the two of them fighting in a giant explosion. Um, it's not clear who prevailed, and Warlock travels back to uh, Doctor Strange's uh, uh, sanctum to, to uh, plan things out. How goes the struggle? Poorly, horrendously, 
And in Th- at Thanos' temple, we see eternity added to the hall of, of a celestial beings above the temple as Thanos has taken eternity, eternity's place. As just a big space Thanos, um, you know, mostly made of stars, sort of standing above the temple. You know, right. it, it's pretty cool. This, um, what would you have me say, dear Taraxia? <laughs> um, it's cool, man. You know, Thanos has become one with a galaxy. He's all gonna do it. But you know what he's forgotten, Drew? Can't stress this uh, enough. Oh, man, it's, it's, it's real important. Uh, Maybe something, something on his body that's important. Yeah, he's left his, he's left his physical form behind. You don't need that. He's, uh, yeah. he's... The, I mean, he's you got know, all the power of the universe. Why does he need a physical form anymore? That's true. Well, mostly it's so that there's uh, someone there to pay attention when Nebula suddenly reaches out and grabs the gauntlet for herself. Whoa! <laughs> there's a real cool thing of like nine pa- of like nine quick cut panels of Nebula, the of a zombie Nebula realizing her opportunity and then grabbing the gauntlet off of Thanos. And putting it on as Taraxia sort of jumps and says, no, it's awesome. <laughs> um, Nebula's got the gauntlet, buddy. She puts it oh, on. Oh, hey, Nebula's back. Yeah, it turns back into her normal Nebula form. I got to say, for a lot of these guys, like, I didn't really know them that well even before um, the Guardians of the Galaxy movies and stuff. So uh, Nebula with, like, hair is kind of weird for me, but whatever. Yep. <laughs> um, but <laughs> Nebula's here. She she points her Infinity Gauntleted hand at um, Thanos and Taraxia and says, uh, you know what I, what I yearn for, Thanos? Revenge! And they warp out of existence. Um, at the Sanctum, um, Warlock is like, ugh, like, listen. <laughs> sure, nihil- the, the, the Nihilist has launched, launched, lost the gauntlet, and that's cool. But now this uh, revenge-bent madwoman has it, and that's probably not that good, honestly. Uh, it might not be for the best of, you know, existence. Yeah. Trapped in deep space, looks like Taraxia was not built to breathe in space and has died. Um, and sudden, and uh, as Thanos sort of contemplates his fate, a uh, time hole opens, and suddenly he's in the Sanctum Sanctorum with everybody else. Uh, Silver Surfer goes to attack him, you know, as you do. And yeah. also, Doctor Strange summons all the heroes that we saw uh, him gathering in um, issues 34 and 35 of Doctor Strange as they all come out and sort of like just sort of, you know, put Thanos in a full Nelson and kind of yell at him a little bit, but get him under control. Meanwhile, Nebula is at the uh, temple. Now of Nebula, actually, it's a little thing, but we do see that the, uh, the, that the uh, pillars in the temple have now become Nebula's faces. And she's realized that she's got the omnipotence and it's freaking her out a little bit. <laughs> I, I mean, wouldn't you? Like suddenly all the power in the universe and yeah. I mean, it seems like a big burden, but on the other hand, like, so, like you know, I might be too busy with the mountain of tacos I've just, uh, I've just created, you know? I gotta eat these tacos. I, I gotta see if I can make enough tacos that even I can't eat them, Drew. That's <laughs> entirely fair and probably something I would do, too. Power of omnipotence. Um, yep. But so it looks Power like... infinite taco. Yeah. Back in the yeah. sanctum, Warlock has basically announced a plan, a, a, a plan he's got. Um, Doom is very anti-plan and says that uh, Warlock is really Thanos' uh, uh, partner and Thor basically just kind of kicks him out, which is pretty crazy. <laughs> like, just get out of here, Dr. Doom, you're drunk. Um, Thanos and Warlock have a, uh, have a meeting or a, uh, a one-on-one to sort of discuss things. Uh, Warlock basically brings up this thing that, that Vision said last, um, episode, where Thanos has this problem of being an all-powerful megalomaniac, but he also always sows the seeds of his defeat inside the, uh, inside his plans for success. It's happened a bunch of times. At, you know, Warlock learned this about him, um, while he was inside the soul gem and sort of gazed into, uh, Thanos' heart, you know? Right. Say so, so, so this time, sort of said like you know, yeah, like you sort of lost your body and you let Nebula take the gauntlet because you knew you couldn't handle it, um, having all the omnipotence and stuff. And Thanos like is like freaked out and he's like, knew it was a mistake. I didn't. Uh, okay, I'll I'll help you, but afterward, no promises. Um, and with that, most of the heavies are dispatched. 
to take on Nebula, and the rest of the guys stand back. Um, you know, Nebula's still at kind of the temple and sort of talking about what her plans are with omni- omnipotence, but also knows that she's about to be attacked, and indeed she is. You know, uh, Drax and Hulk do another duo green punch as uh, Thor, Fire Lord, and Doom come in for, si- for fire support, and she just sort of instantly traps them. Um, in ra- in like the in the cobblestones of the, of the temple, you know, a momentary diversion. Um, but this was all, you know, but it was enough of a diversion for the architects to show up, and and uh, Nebula curses the three of them that have come: Thanos, Doctor Strange, and Silver Surfer. But wait, everybody! It looks like she doesn't notice that Adam Warlock is there too. Interesting. Yeah. Huh. Huh. What does it mean? Let's find out right now in Infinity Gauntlet number six from December 1991. Astral Conflagration. Uh, Jim Starlin writer, Ron Ron Lim Pencils, Joseph Rubenstein Inc., Max Scheel, and Evelyn Stein Colors, Jack Morelli Letters, Craig Craig Anderson Editor, Editor, John uh, Ludowski Assistant Editor, Tom DeFalco Editor-in-Chief. So, uh, yeah. Nebula facing off against Thanos, Doctor Strange, Silver Surfer, and Adam Warlock, but she can't seem to see Adam Warlock. Um, and he's sort of walking around her, sort of making plans and stuff like that. Um, you know, Thanos is sort of just doing his usual uh, supervillain sophistry. Like, listen, I killed half the galaxies just to thin the herd and do some good stuff, you know? Um, Nebula, of course, is angry at him. <laughs> we see Adam Warlock... Um, silently like directing traffic and telling Doctor Strange to do stuff. There's a pretty cool part where Strange like puts his hands behind his back and then magics him up and stuff, which I think is pretty fun. <laughs> That's um, good. Yeah. But um before he can do anything, Nebula holds the gauntlet over her head and makes use of it with the accept and says with the exception that I retain possession of the Infinity Gauntlet, let everything be as it was twenty four hours ago. No, <laughs> but this is it, the, just the part that redoes it all, you know. Um, everybody's back to where they used to be, and back alive, basically. Oh, um, hey, Iron Man has his head again. Yeah, you know, most people remember nothing. Some people might have some nagging feelings, Other will re- others will remember, and um, it'll just sort of freak them out forever, basically. <laughs> but most, mostly things are cool. And, um, uh, but Nebula has a, it's funny that she phrased that sort of as an attempt at a genie's wish, you know, that's sort of like putting a clause in there and stuff, uh-huh. you know, like, like we were like, listen, I wish for a lot of money, but like, I don't want it to be stolen and I don't want to be like made of money or anything like that. <laughs> you know, I don't want it, I don't want to get it from an insurance payment on a loved one. All right. <laughs> like, no, she's definitely trying to get around the whole monkey paw thing. Yeah. But she's forgotten one key thing, which is that 24 hours ago, she she was a torture zombie. Yeah. <laughs> and so um, Thanos goes to like is about to like go snag the uh, snag the gauntlet from her body when Nebula sort of still having the gauntlet sort of pops back up, you know, <laughs> like she was like, listen, like I could do stuff with a thought. So like, you know, don't think you can just mess with me. And Thanos is instantly wrapped in stone. He's just like, touche. Fair enough. <laughs> it's at this point, though. That the plan sort of starts to go into action. Um, Warlock tries to snag the gauntlet, and um, Nebula uh, uh, blasts the Silver Surfer instead. Um, And, you know, it looks like Doctor Strange is anticipating this, so the spell he was casting was to keep them there when she made this wish, basically. Um, Nebula continues to sort of taunt Thanos, not realizing that, um, you know, one thing that also changed back is suddenly a bunch of guys aren't in, um, aren't in a trophy rack anymore as all the celestial jerks show up to, um, be angry at that, uh, Nebula now, which is pretty cool. They show up, they're like, like, oh, the cosmic beings, like, uh-oh. And instead of, la- instead of last time where, um, they fight all at once, now it looks like they're a little bit more organized, um... The Silver Surfer and Warlock suddenly reappear inside the Soul World, the existence inside the Soul Gem, which is basically just to save um, Silver Surfer from being killed right there, you know? Right, and because he totally got blasted, like, yeah. real blast. And where Warlock's going to do some uh, some some scheming 
Uh, Nebula goes to fight the um, celestial beings. Doctor Strange gets in that floating lotus position. And Warlock gets big to do some stuff inside the soul gem. He reaches out to the other gems inside the gauntlet. Um, and takes control of them. We see, by the way, just for a second, we cut to um, the, I, I think it's the Sanctum, but uh, Iron Man, Gamora, Pip, and Rincher are all there and basically saying like, yeah, listen, Adam Warlock, he knows what he's doing. I'm sure he's got a plan. And it turns out he does because from the soul gem, he reaches out to the other gems. And just as a, a Nebula declares herself omnipotent, all the cosmic beings trapped in a real boss, um, like, st- galactic statue thing. Um, like a, yeah. Yeah. It's cool, and Warlock finally manages to um, cause, to uh, attack the gauntlet and manage to blow it off of uh, Nebula's hand. Strange once again calls in the reserve to attack Thanos before he can pick the gauntlet back up. There's a whole bunch of fighting, whole bunch of like sort of last five minutes of, uh, or, you know, last second of a football game, Fumble Rooney play as everybody runs for the gauntlet. Um, <laughs> it's real funny as different people try to stop each other, like uh, Star Fox stops Nebula, Thor stops Thanos, and Drax stops Hulk from getting the gauntlet, which, <laughs> y- yes, they're on the same side, but I don't know if I want the Hulk to have uh, the gauntlet, buddy. That doesn't seem like a good plan. Um, yeah, that's a good bad time. <laughs> I'd, I'd, watch the, I'd watch the movie, though. Um, oh, yeah. But all of it ends when eventually Warlock gets the Infinity Gauntlet for himself. And, you know, he sort of frees the cosmic beings. He basically says, uh, I'm the guy with the gauntlet. I'm the cool one. Everybody likes Adam Warlock. You know, unless anybody has a real objection, I'm just going to hold on to this thing. And nobody else sort of has a thing. Um, you know, Hulk and uh, the Drax go to try to fight Thanos, and he backhands them both, which is pretty solid, and then says, um, listen, if I can't have the gauntlet, then I'm just going to take you all out. I just activated a thermonuclear device in my belt, and it's going to detonate in 15 seconds to kill everybody, which seems strangely mundane after all these cosmic powers we've been dealing with, Drew, I gotta yeah, say. Yeah, like... Okay, a uh, bomb. Great. Okay. It's not even like a like a all open a black hole right here or something. It's just sort of a nuke, you know. Yeah. That's, yeah. yeah. Anyhow, uh, Thor yet does the standard superhero prerogative, which is uh, when when in doubt, just toss it deep into space. He than- he hammers uh, Thanos, sending him flying into the dark into the blackness of space where he explodes. And, uh, you know, hey, we're getting towards the end, buddy. <laughs> All right. Uh, Nebula's in, uh, arrested by Star Fox and sent back to Titan. Uh, most everybody else gets sent away as well. Only a Strange Thor and Silver Surfer remain. Basically, they're saying, like, listen, you know, they're like, hey, can we trust you? And he's like, yeah, listen, I'm Adam Warlock. I'm a cool dude. Uh, you can trust me with, ro- with ruling the cosmos. It's good times. Um, strange, uh, strange at all appear less than convinced, but as they advance on him, they disappear and Pip and Gamora return in their place. Um, we sort of, they then warp like two months from now, <laughs> walking through some fields on an alien world. They find a Thanos scarecrow and the mad Titan himself in like a loincloth tendon fields somewhere out in the distance of space. Yeah, man. He's, uh, you know. He did his universe conquering thing, and now he's like chilling out. Yeah, it's very, uh, it's funny because it's sort of, you know, he's, I think he's even wearing the same outfit that he wears at the end of, uh, Infinity War Part One. And I so, so? Yeah. it's, it's funny to see him, uh, here at the end of the whole thing as opposed to at the end of the halfway point, like he is in the movie, you know? Yeah. Um, and they kind of like, talk about the weight of having the infinity gauntlet and like you know the omnipotence that it that it for that it, it portends and stuff like warlock's literally like asking for device for advice on how to be the supreme being and thanos is like screw you know endure you know endure or survive or surrender the power you know like 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 crap or get off the pot basically <laughs> anyhow sort of not really fully answered warlock and his buddies head out to sort of do stuff um and thanos has a feeling about um about power such an ephemeral commodity hard to gain easy to lose and i once thought i understood it what vanity (laughs) um you know thanos sort of hangs out on his new uh farm and just kind of thinks that he doesn't envy warlock and his newfound power and that's the end of the infinity gauntlet oh dang 
or it almost is, because we're going to go to Doctor Strange Sorcerer Supreme 36, December 1991. Footnote to Infinity, Roy and Dan Thomas writers, Dan uh, Lawless Penciler, Andrew Pepoy Inkers, R.L. Parker Letterer, George Russo's Colorers, Mike Rockwitz Editor, and Tom DeFalco Editor-in-Chief, with special thanks to Jim Starlin Advisor. You know, he wrote the Infinity Gauntlet, so presumably he provided some extra info for this thing. We open with a toast <laughs> back at the Sanctum Sanctorum to Doctor Strange. Um, it's, it's, this one's kind of fun because it, uh, it gives us a sense of the uh, Doctor Strange extended cast in here, you know? Um, uh-huh. Like besides Scarlet Witch and Doctor Druid, who are sort of here special, you know, there's actually a lot of people in Doctor Strange's comics these days. We got Clea, Topaz, um, Sarah Wolf, Morgana Blessing, Wong, and Ima, uh, and, and Rintra. Like that's like eight or nine people. You know, it's, way, it's a no, big it's, difference from Strange and maybe Wong that we've had previously. It's quite the cavalcade in terms of Strange. It's true. Oh, also Baron Blood. Let's not forget that. <laughs> oh right, 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 right. right. <laughs> um. You know, Doctor Strange and Clea make out in midair, and they sort of t- whisper amongst each other that, like, you know, this party's weird because that we're having it, but no one actually remembers. Um, nobody else actually remembers the events of the Infinity Gauntlet, <laughs> so like, like they don't know why it's happening. <laughs> it's like we're celebrating something, but uh, we don't really know what. Yeah, don't worry about it too much. Um, Morgana, who appears to have gotten a spray tan and her hair uh, dyed black or something, or possibly they've misdrawn uh, Sarah Wolf here as Morgana. <laughs> um, but whatever, um, Victor, you know, Victor Strange slash Baron Blood just sort of does a vampire based come on to her, and Doctor Strange is uneasy about his brother's uh, vampirism. Um, I mean, as a as as anyone would be, really. Indeed. Uh, Wong and Ime have an announcement to make, which is that they're going to get married in six months in Tibet, which is nice. They've been, like, engaged, I feel like, for a couple years in, in real world time. Um, nice. Yeah, and everything seems pretty fun until suddenly a blinding light by Oster's name, and it's Gamora and Pip. You know, uh, Adam Warlock's buddies. And they're right. basically saying, like, hey, we're worried about uh, Adam Warlock. He's been missing. We need you to find him and maybe even kill him because he's got the power cosmic and that's not good. Uh. <laughs> Anyhow, yeah, so they're basically just worried that uh, Warlock's going mad with power and they want Doctor Strange to help him out with that. Um, Doctor Strange says, give me a moment, gathers some junk, and uh, they head out to talk to him. They quickly find him all giant in space, juggling planets, namely the planets that make up the solar system, which is a pretty boss power move uh, when you're talking to somebody. Right. <laughs> Anyhow, apparently he's been, like, uh, contemplating the um, the various gems and stuff. He's using, like, the reality gem to both have the be actually holding the planets and have the planets still be in place and do all this other stuff. Um, suitably freak, uh, freak, uh, return after plants are returned to their normal orbits. Uh, Warlock talks to Strange, and the two of them confront each other. Basically, Strange is like, Hey, your buddies are, uh, concerned about you. And Adam Warlock is like, Um, you know, it's no, like, listen, I'm all powerful. I'm doing all this stuff. I'm gonna make the earth, you know, I'm gonna use my powers for good and bring, like, peace, justice, and order to the world, you know? And also work on my juggling. The same. Yeah, well, of course. But, you know, sort of bring an end to war and strife and the removal of the base traits of all living beings and stuff like that. Um. Doctor Strange is against this. You know, he's got sort of your standard free will arguments and stuff. Um, and uh, Adam Warlock's not impressed by this, so it's time to fight. <laughs> oh, no. Luckily, Doctor Strange has planned ahead this time. And from the orb of, from the eye of Agamotto, he brings forth all of his best magical gear. Uh, the Orb of Agamotto, the pu- the Purple Gem, which will take you beyond the Purple Veil, uh, the Wand of Watum, the Book of the yeah Book of the Vishanti, all kinds of stuff. Um, he's basically said he's basically pulling a Batman on Adam Warlock, which is like, listen, I had a chance to plan ahead, and now you can't defeat me. <laughs> <laughs> Warlock is not impressed with his trinkets. And um, starts to sort of mess them using the various gems, takes them to the dis- 
you know, destroyed future of Earth. Doctor Strange sends things back with the Book of the Vashanti. I really, I don't appreciate uh, Roy Thomas or Roy and Dan Thomas trying to be lazy here, where they say, uh, my only response is to read a spell from the Book of the Vashanti. I will only say that it rhymes with the roving rings of Ragador. Or I will only say that it rhymes the roving rings of Ragador with as everything was before. You know, like... Oh, that's me, lazy writing. Give me the rhyme, buddy. Like, you know, I need four more stanzas of this and at least one and at least two with regular rhymes not approximate rhymes <laughs> ragador before get out of here um you know at which point sort of adam uh warlock basically runs through the spe- runs through the gems and strange um counters them he uses the scroll of watum to to let them uh teleport back after being um knocked out of deep space he uh, used the Orb of Agamotto to protect them from uh, shifting realities. He uh, manages to use his own free, his own will and mind to resist an alternate timeline where his hands weren't injured in the car accident. You know, we get. Um, it's funny because we do manage to get um, Lawless's version of that classic Steve Ditko thing, where Doctor Strange is walking out of the uh, out of the hospital, out of the surgery, lighting a cigarette, taking off his surgical gown and stuff. Um, Excellent. Um, you know, but Strange again sort of says like. Like, no, it's got to be him. You know, if he wasn't here, then who would have stopped all these various bad guys that he's fought over the years? Um, they keep fighting and Dr. Strange, you know, again, he sort of pulls out the wand to Watu. He does all this stuff. He just counteracts Adam's warlock ability. It's finally when Warlock pulls out the soul gem to use that Dr. Strange turns it back on him and um, gives him a vision of the future, of the truth of him, dest- you know, of the idea of him destroying Dr. Strange and just what kind of world he has when he removes free will and choice and instinct from all of the uh, people of the ga- of the universe, you know? And it's just a very, like, sad, boring place full of uh, ennui and terribleness, you know? Right, so it's like the, the bad kind of, uh, you know... It's right. a wonderful life, really. Yeah, or like like the bad kind of utopia, you know, where everything's nice and peaceful, but there's also, you know, where there's no suffering, but there's also no uh, triumph, no joy. You know what I mean? Right. It's actually, yeah, yeah. It, it's very similar to what we saw in the Silver Surfer stuff in Doctor Strange uh, 34, right? Or uh, 30, 33. One of these Doctor Stranges where he, we, we, we went back and saw the Silver Surfer uh, origin stories last episode. We're like, you know, on Zen Law, like all your needs are, are provided for and everything and everyone's good and and, uh, without want and stuff but it also means that everybody's sort of unfulfilled because without want because without need there's no need to strive and so everybody just sort of falls like you know becomes lotus eaters basically kind of boring yeah exactly um anyhow warlock eventually sees this and realizes the error of his ways apologizes to dr strange and says yeah like i'll try to do stuff got a real friendly handshake at the end which is pretty like ridiculous and as Doctor Strange heads home and saying, like, you know, maybe I should go back to just to keep an eye on him for a while, he gets in- interrupted by eternity. A lot of eternity this episode, I gotta say. <laughs> oh man, so much of it, really. <laughs> yeah, he um, basically says that, hey, like, listen, I don't appreciate all these guys with their gloves showing up and trying to take my place. Um, you know, I'm going to get these eternity, the, the eternity gems, and we're just going to end all this stuff. Um, I recognize that the, if I try to just take it to him, um, if, if I try to take them from him, then it'll be a big war. So instead, I'm going to bring him to trial. Don't worry, I got it under control. And we'll just see this play out in various other Marvel stories with the word infinity in them. Good times. <laughs> Excellent. All right. <laughs> But yeah, that's sort of, and that, and that's sort of it. Doctor Strange heads back, returns his various mystic deals to their places, and that's the story. I thought it was really neat just to see Doctor Strange go toe to toe with with Adam Warlock and really be this kind of like super powerful wizard that everybody thinks he is. You know what I mean? Well, yeah, no, able to go toe to toe with an Infinity Gauntlet wielder. Yeah, not bad. Yeah. <laughs> Anyhow, that's and but but that's sort of the end of um. Of the Infinity Gauntlet, that's sort of a nice coda to it. You know, and sort of what Starlin wanted at the end. That's why he's listed as like a special thanks for sort of inspiration and stuff. Uh, next time on Doctor Strange, Frankensurfer. <laughs> Would we lie to you? <laughs> but we won't get there quite yet. So, okay, Drew, that's it for the comics for this episode. Feeling pretty good about it. 
Yeah. Um, what would you say is your was your favorite part uh, this episode? I like just the like the 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 kind of statuesque visage that uh, Nebula created out of all, all the Celestials. Ooh, yeah, that's real nice. Fighting with that was real good. Yeah, I'm in a similar place. Um, I, I, or I, I really like all the times when it's all the, uh, all the space jerks sort of showing up, and like one <laughs> Infinity Gauntlet person sort of standing against them, whether it's Thanos or Nebula or Warlock or whatever. All that stuff looks real cool because it's all these, yeah, these big sort of powerful forces um, that like you know could give you know that are giving them a run for their money basically. Right. Um, yeah. I don't know. I'd and like. Do you have anything that and like? I I really like these comics. These are real good ones. Um, is there anything you really didn't like this 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 episode? Not that I could really think of. Uh, I mean, I'll probably have a lot more thoughts once the next Avengers movie comes out. Yeah, whatever I mean, it's going to be called. Yeah, I gotta say, like looking at this one, it makes me really interested to see how much, if any, of this stuff is gonna be in the next Infinity in, in Infinity War two. You know. Um, yeah. Like, I think it it would be cool to, like, see Nebula get the gauntlet and go back and undo everything. But then suddenly she's, like, back in pieces the way we saw her in that in, in the movie, you know, um, yeah. and stuff like that. But, like, the counterpoint is that, you know, there's no um, we've just barely seen Warlock in, like, the, you know, the post credits thing for Guardians 2. Right. And, like, it just seems weird to have him end up being God when he's going to just be introduced in that movie. You know what I mean? Yeah, which is, I, I probably, I'm guessing at this point they're probably not going to introduce uh, Warlock. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, he was in, Gar- he was in, like, 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 they teased him there. And it'd be weird yeah, to, they did. and it'd be weird to have Infinity Gauntlet without him, I guess, or Infinity Gauntlet stuff without him. Although yeah. I guess also it's going to be a bummer just because there's no, none of those big celestials in, um, in the Marvel, you know, in the MCU, right? There's no, like, I mean, at least not go- yet anyway. Yeah, that's true. Uh, you know, it'd be interesting to see if they could get, like, a Galactus or something like that, or even a Mephisto or something. <laughs> in there obviously in between movies they've they've uh you know with the purchase of fox and stuff the sky's the limit at this point but anyhow (laughs) anyhow oh man infinity gauntlet huge milestone drew really excited to got to have gotten to it and if you'd like to contact the podcast i'd love to hear from you Email us at strangerbythedozen at gmail.com or interact with the show on Facebook and Instagram by looking at Stranger for the Dozen or on Twitter at Stranger by the 12, Stranger by the 1, 2. During the week, I'll try to post images and stuff from this issue, so keep an eye out. You can find Stranger by the Dozen on iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud, the Google Play Store, or any podcasting app. App. There. And tune in next week as we're going to go back a little bit, but still keep quite a few characters from our last couple episodes. As we travel to the underworld to save Cynthia Von Doom from the clutches of Mephisto, as we devote an entire episode to the graphic novel Doctor Strange and Doctor Doom Triumph and Torment. Two doctors, no waiting. Oh man, it's going to be real good. I'm pretty excited for it, man. It's written by Roger Stern, who had a great Doctor Strange run. It's got art by Mike Mignola, who who did like Hellboy and all that stuff. Um, so it's got a real great pedigree and just a real fun um, set of magic and magic technology and stuff. It's real good. It's going to be awesome. Yeah. Until then, faithful listener, I say, what about Warlock? Well, I feel a bit better about him than when I left. I don't know if it's a brilliant insight or if I'm living in a fool's paradise. Well, that's that's a worry for another day. Even a Sorcerer Supreme can't spend his every waking moment worrying about the fate of the cosmos. Now... Shall we rejoin the party already in progress? My name is Conrad, for my co-host Drew. May the Vishanti guide your path!